Afternoons with Meredith and Jeremy on the world-famous Fox. I have uh, Jeremy here from Fox. Awesome. Hello. Hey, man. Hey, Hugh, thanks for taking some time to uh, chit-chat with Fox and Dones and all things Hugh Dillon. Awesome. Uh, okay, so, uh, you know, the last, uh, the last time we chatted was, I think, almost a year ago uh, when yeah. you guys last played Vancouver. You got the band back together. Yeah. You went on tour. Must have went well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It's just been a, it's just been a whirlwind. It's been exciting, fun and exciting, and the gigs have been stellar. So, yeah, not only, I guess, are, are you guys are having fun, but the fans, you know, us, we were responding to the Headstones being back. Well, that's why it happens at the end of the day it's like the the it's like a tsunami the fans just are crazy and they push us and and then it becomes in that way of real rock and roll where it it bypasses all the normal kind of roadblocks of you know that you'd run into and it becomes really what drives it is the live show if you're not if you're not 100 percent and delivering live no one cares and as soon as that people show up to the live gigs and they they are ferocious, it just you know when are you playing next? What are you doing? Are you making a record? And then we're looking at each other, going, "What do we have?" And then we become fans of our own material because Trent will play something or Tim will play something. I said, "That what is that?" And the, and it builds. And uh, we're just really lucky that you know we've got such a great little crew. You know we're we're a pretty tight knit group of people and uh and it's all driven by rock and roll and and guitar driven rock and roll and storytelling so yeah it's been it's been exciting it's been fun to go back and look at this picture of health stuff too just to dig out the old photos and all the old documentation and all the and repackaging it so it's been kind of you know all things headstones you know when picture of health came out 25 ish years ago uh, you guys must have played, you know, a, a million shows all through the 90s and into the 2000s. Then you stopped, and now you're back playing shows again. Is there something or are there things that surprised you you missed now that you're back doing it again? Maybe something you took for granted the first time around, and now you're touring again, you're like, ah, that's what I miss. It is the, yeah, it's, it is. I think what happened to us is we burnt out after all those years on the road. And if you don't enjoy it, you got to get out. And then we were hampered by, you know, um, drugs and alcohol and the usual things, but more than that, just, just life in general. And, and also, you know, we weren't prepared for the, um, the Backstreet Boys or the Spice Girls, or we weren't prepared for people just, or you know, that change to affect us so gravely where it's like you got, you know, it was just, that was a whole other thing that just seemed to wipe out anything and everything. And it just seemed like by that time we were already kind of burned out and drug addicted and just seemed like, what's the point? And so you really had to gather yourself. And this time around, it's like, God damn it, we're good and we love what we do and we don't care. And that's kind of what the attitude of Picture of Health was. It's like we didn't care. There was nothing but crummy hair bands then and we played anywhere and everywhere. And it was those live shows that made us and we're kind of back to doing that again. It's like there's so much... Um, oh, 
mediocre, watered-down BS out there that just to come back with this is real rock and roll by the people who made it and the fans know it, it becomes a place, this is a hill that we're willing to die on. <laughs> Picture of Health is is being reissued. It, uh, the reissue comes out in October, so or a little bit later in October, I guess. You guys are still, I was like, man, it's already October. <laughs> Uh, comes out at the end of October, so October 26th. Um, and, and you kind of talked about this earlier in the interview, uh, going back and plucking through the old pictures and, and, and spicing up this uh, new version. Um, are, there, are there songs on the album that are standouts for you, that songs that to this day you still hear it and it just fires you up so much? There are. I mean, that's why we decided to do it. The fans kind of had talk, talked about, well, are you going to do that? And we're writing songs for this new record because we've got this great record deal with Cadence. Again, the people who who helped us really, really put ourselves back on the map with um, Little Army last year. And so this became, okay, we love these songs. Um, and then it became, yeah, we are interested to kind of come back and, play them and then we started playing them and they had a life of their own and they were exciting to us again and then just to give you a little more information we found all these old things that we could repackage and do it ourselves this time as opposed to the record company for example i've got sing on my computer here our original drummer had a whole bunch of stuff he found so we've re- we've got old pictures old stuff that's never been seen before and then there was documentation we found this was from our landlord and to mark gibson our, our drummer at 345 adelaide street west second floor in toronto it says without prejudice <laughs> dear mark please be advised that we have had numerous complaints from the tenants and we can no longer tolerate such behavior to mention just a few of the intolerable problems a, the fire department being called on September 20th, 1992. B, you and your friends being found in the hallway, highly intoxicated. C, your visitors being impolite and hassling the other tenants. D, your visitors repeatedly being told not to park in the parking spots designated for other tenants, and they still continue to do so. So for us, it's not just the songs. It's like we remember so vividly that period of time and what drove us to record them and how exciting they were because no one cared you're fighting an uphill battle and so you really have to believe in what you're doing you know at that period in time you know there wasn't a lot of hope for rock and roll then it was a bunch of hair metal rock bands and stuff that we just didn't care about and it was all you know baby and my baby songs and these songs were songs like heart of darkness you know and um it talked about existential angst and we had friends that album is dedicated to my friend ian goodfellow who committed suicide and so we talked about mental illness drug addiction alcoholism and we still had songs where we could have fun and kind of blow off steam and that album is a very personal album and i think that's why people relate to it there's a song on there called Judy that's about my family. There's, um, you know, I could go over it and over it. But when something is built, um, when the foundation is that real, I mean, that's why we're here today. And that's why we still write songs, because those songs meant something to us. And they were a form of therapy for us. You know, we all had really crummy jobs. There was no future. And we decided to 
you know, on the weekends, we'd, we'd pool our money and get a crummy rehearsal place before we got Mark's place and um, buy a 2-4 and play rock and roll. And that kind of kept us a little more sane than some of our peers and, uh, and gave, us a, gave us meaning and gave us a focus. And I think that's the deeper um, message that, that comes out of this rock and roll outfit. Yeah, when I was on college radio, we used to play Judy all the time because my friend's mom's name was Judy. We'd be like, oh, let's play Judy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when you guys do this uh, uh, upcoming tour, then you're going to play in Vancouver for a pair of shows uh, in uh, November. Uh, the shows yeah. are November 24th, 25th at the Commodore Ballroom. You're in Victoria. You're in Nanaimo. You're going to be in Kamloops. You're all over the place. Kelowna. Uh, is this tour picture of health front to back is it just heavy on picture of health um is it a headstones tour with some picture of health like how is this tour i guess being framed it is uh, you know and we've talked it back and forth but it, it is front to back picture of health and then a bunch of you know songs we love and our fans love so it's almost two sets so oh, front nice. to back because because that's what people really want. And that's, I think, the only way to do it. And it's, it's meaningful as opposed to, you know, sprinkling the songs around or leaving songs out. You know, some of these songs after this tour will never play again. And so it's important for us to, to nail them, make that album rock as a set and like we used to. And then come back out with, you know, Devils on Fire or Smile and Wave. Or, you know, that's where the fans kick in again because they, you know, then we come out for eight or nine song encore and you play some of the favorites and stuff that people want to hear. And, and also selfishly, because we start this new record in, at the Bathhouse in Kingston in January, we'll be putting one or two of the new songs in. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a... Um, it's one of those tours that will just go off because it's stacked with with songs people know they know what they're they know what they're getting coming in and then for us it explodes in the second half because you can um, you can kind of pick and choose it's not as structured you know we can we'll see what the crowds like every night play play deep cuts play fun tracks play covers play whatever it is that makes it. Um, fun and exciting for everybody well front to backing this classic album uh and an older record for you guys must have had some challenges because i mean a lot of these songs would have never been played live for years and years and years right uh you know you there never. are uh, there are obviously hits on this record that you guys play to this day but there are songs that you know did you have to relearn them did you like listen to your well, own album and, and like before- figure it out yeah, we did. We did. And we and the thing is, is when we'd gotten up the road from Little Army, we were so tight. And so we know what we want now, as opposed to second guessing that we and, and the band is really more of a machine than it's ever been. Um, it became easier and more fun to kind of put these songs back together, you know, so. Um, yeah, I'm out, I'm out in Utah shooting it. Uh, TV show Yellowstone now, but before I left, we got together and ran that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were on it before we said, yeah, we were going to do this tour. Cause I, I didn't want to say, yeah, let's do it. And then and figure it out, you know? Yeah. And we got together and worked those songs and we found 
exciting ways to play them. We made slight little changes, but yet nothing drastic. There was a couple of songs that we hadn't played in so long, and we never played them much either. Um, Won't Wait Again, for example, and there are a couple of songs that, that because they just didn't fit anymore because, you know, we would play Three Angels, but the rest of the the set was such a high energy, you know, rock and roll kind of, um, we had so much to play and so much of the new material to play that they didn't fit. And so this actually works for us because they're beautiful songs, some of those songs. And that, that one was about my sister and, um, we just never played it. And, and then we started playing it and we were, we were shocked that we, we were that good when we were that young, you know, because we tend to remember, what we were like at the end of the run, which was, like I said, drug addicted and miserable and bitter. <laughs> and, uh, and to go back with fresh years and with the, you know, with the strength that we have now and, and realize those songs were great. It's just the road at that pr- particular period of time into the late nineties, early two thousands that burnt us out. And that was four albums deep. So we forgot. Uh, yeah. What, Na- you know, in 1992, we, we, you guys were kids and having fun. Yeah, and we wrote those songs with with integrity, and that's what we bring back to the um, ball game. Those those songs had integrity. All right, Aaron and, said uh, that uh, we're, we're supposed to chat for fifteen minutes, and we're almost at fifteen minutes. But I have one more question for you. And well, I've got I've got lots of time. Okay, cool. Um, this is the one I always find really interesting when bands uh, do their front to back albums, right? So when you guys tracked this album in 1992 or, or you know, maybe you put it together in 92 or 93 is when the album came out. Um, when you tracked the record, you tracked it for 1993, for the songs you had, for an album listening experience and now you're playing it live and I know with other bands that have done this you know, sometimes the back half of the record can lack, you know, maybe some energy, whereas like, you know, you know what it's like when you build your live show, you build it differently, but the album is built differently. With your album, uh, Picture of Health, when you guys are going through it, are you guys happy and comfortable with the track listing as it was originally made? Well, we're not like any other band. That's why we're. That's why we are who we are. We're. We're. And the. And the. I mean, the fact that the three of us, me, Tim, and and uh, Trent, are still together and writing this stuff it's like again i mean tim white was a uh he'd gone to berkeley to study bass on a scholarship and trent had gone to oca the art college these are and they'd known each other since they were eight so our chemistry is unlike any other band in this country and when you look at that record that's a great question but with us I can put it this way. That record ends with Cemetery, which is <laughs> a, a crazy, crazy ass song. And there's also a song called, you know, kind of an existential uh, uh, angst song in there. Um, Where does it go? And that are just really it's it's for us. Again, looking back at that going, that is a really great record. We played really well. Those lyrics mean something and it stands up. And then the bonus is front to back. It's a great set. You know, because it goes through the stuff. We've got Tweeter, some stands for nothing. There's, and then the bonus is the there's a song called Cut that we never played. That is, is, um, it's like a Nirvana song. It's an amazing. It's the first song I ever wrote with Trent. He had that riff, and I had a lyric in two seconds. And we we're in my um, apartment in Toronto, 
and I was smoking a cigarette and we, it just came, that was the first song we wrote. And that came before uh, Something Stands From Nothing or Tweeter. And so for us, those songs are magical. And then when we get to the back at, uh, end of that set, it's like, oh my God, these are exciting in such a different way. Well, yeah, I mean, you talked earlier about the song Won't Wait Again, and I know as soon as we're done chatting, I'm going to go punch up that song because it's, I'm going to want to rehear it now. And I can't remember if Cemetery was a single at the time, but I do remember that song. Uh, if it wasn't an official single, it felt like an unofficial single. I think you guys made a music it, video it for it. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's why, I mean, I looked at this set list and I'm like, man, it is definitely top heavy when it begins with It's All Over, Heart of Darkness, When Something Stands for Nothing, Tweeter and the Monkey Man, like bang, bang, bang. If you were to show up at that yeah. show and that's where you guys start and go, I, you know, by song four, yeah. and, uh, people are going to be losing their minds. Three Angels is in the middle, which is probably a great space for it. But then to end on Cemetery before the, uh, you know, before the break will be, yeah. people are going to go nuts. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a. You know, it's a perfect storm in many ways, and and that's why it's exciting for us to do. You know, we've all got, you know, we wouldn't do it if we didn't really believe in it at this stage in the game. Our fans are out there. We've got this little army. It's such a luxury to have it. Our gigs are on fire. The band is the best, in the best shape that we've ever been in, and and firing on every cylinder creatively. Like that, like I said, that last album was such a. It was such a big deal for us to get out there, and that Devils on Fire song was the first time we had a, a, a number one song at rock, active rock radio for six weeks. It was just inspiring at this day and age to get out there and then have the army of fans show up in every town in Canada. It's, it's, we're not going to ruin it by kind of like, okay, let's chuck this old chestnut out. <laughs> if, 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 you know, we, that, we, we went over it ourselves and listen to it and how can we make this you know meaningful and exciting and then we realize it is that already all we've got to do is um you know do our homework and get in there and really understand and feel it and uh and not half-ass it and that's you know and that's what and that's why we did all the work with the um artwork in the in the reissue we didn't just go yeah okay here put it out so people basically have the same record twice it's like you know, we went back and remastered it. It sounds louder than it used to sound. We found old demo tapes that have never been heard, old photos, the thing that I read you before. You know, it's just, it becomes, you've, you've got to love it before you can ask anybody else to give a crap, you know? Well, I'm psyched on it. And, uh, Hugh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Fox again. We're going to see you for a pair of shows at the Commodore Ballroom, which is going to be... The place, I think, to see Picture of Health front to back, November 24th and 25th. Yes, it is. Cool, man. Thank you so much for it taking is, the time. It's better than seeing us at the Cecil. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, is it? <laughs> Commodore will be the place. The last time we played there, I accidentally hit Tim in the head with a mic stand, and we had to cut the show, show short and get him to the hospital. Yeah, because what's it's going to be like uh, twenty square feet to get the whole band on the stage there. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. little bit, a little bit better at the Commodore. <laughs> All right, hey okay, man, thank you. Be well. Talk You're awesome. Soon. Thank you for your time.